Hello everybody, you have Jake flying solo today and we're going to be discussing the 2021 Marvel's film Eternals, directed by Chloe Zhao and starring Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Komeo Nanjani, and excuse me if I butcher the pronunciation of any of these names, Lee McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keegan, Don Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie. All-star cast. This film, in terms of this film, was made for a budget of two hundred million. It's only made three hundred eighty-six million at the box office. It's been out now for over a month, so probably won't make much more than that. In terms of reception, it had a forty-seven percent from the critics and a seventy-eight percent from the audience. And this is actually going to be one of the rare times where I think the critics were closer than the actual audience. Um, I'm not going to do a full review here. I want to save some stuff in case Seth wants to discuss it at a later date. But the film was definitely flawed in several aspects, in my point of view. Um, first, I think the MCU, as I mentioned, suffers from a scale issue. And I was one of the first people when I heard they're making Guardians of the Galaxy way back when in phase two to question why they were making that team. Uh, I wasn't really up to the comics at the time. I knew they were somewhat popular recently, but it just seemed like an odd mix and they proved me wrong. So when they mentioned they were doing the Eternals, I would give them the benefit of the doubt. The Eternals, as a comic book fan, I really don't know much about the Eternals. Uh, they've had a few runs, I, I think basically in their original run in the 60s or 70s. And recently, long story short, it's a kind of a random part of the MCU. They made the film with a huge cast, over $200 million budget. And you heard me go through the cast. It's large. It's very talented. And the biggest thing, the, the biggest criticism I had was also like the first feeling I had throughout it and my takeaway. This should have, this would have made a much better MCU series. And I'm really surprised they didn't make it an MCU series given they now have that platform and they clearly have the budget. Uh, and the reason I say that is, hear me with the cast. There's like legitimate. There's a legitimate twelve to thirteen main characters, all who get some legitimate screen time and some development here. It, it just is so much better suited for a long storm format, long form story format with the TV series. Like whether it's six, eight, ten episodes, that that is really my biggest takeaway talking about this film it really should have been a series and i'm just really perplexed about why it wasn't why they didn't choose to make it a series i mean one of the reasons i can see that is again the talent they have surrounding it given that cast chloe zhao the director won an oscar i believe for nomadland um so sorry i i'm already dithering and dathering here the biggest takeaway, as I mentioned for this film, was that I thought it should have been in, I thought it made more sense as a TV show. But the thing I actually was surprised about and that I really liked was the story. And granted, I think it would have been much better, would have been a better story told as a, as a TV multiple episode format. The actual story of the movie, I thought, was was really, really strong. And 
they do a good job of playing off the different rivalries and tensions within the Eternals. Um, and the, the, there's a mystery. It's essentially a murder mystery. Salma Hayek, the leader of the Eternals, is murdered. They're coming close to this really important date where you think they're going to go home. Um, and I'm not going to go through the entire plot here, um, but it's essentially a murder mystery. And they're trying to figure out who killed their leader. And then there's also the mystery of what's actually going to happen um, when this, when their time or mission is complete. And so it's, it's really ulti- several mysteries that ultimately end up coming together. There's also a love triangle between Gemma Chan, Kit Harrington, Richard Madden. And each of the characters have their own ties to Earth. Some want to leave, some don't. It, it's a very, it's well plotted. The characters are, I think, are all pretty well developed. Um, yeah, it just feels a little stuffed in. And at two and a half hours, the movie does drag at times too. And, and and that's despite having all these characters and so much going on. So that's not a great combo to be both long and to feel feel long, despite a lot of characters. Not the best, but th- that's kind of slipping into grip territory. I really like the, the story itself, or at least the plot. Now, I, I mentioned, I talked about the biggest takeaway. I, I don't want to come off as overly critical of the film. I think there were some really good aspects to it. Like, I think the acting was generally pretty strong for all of the characters. I don't think the writing matched all of them. I I think the Barry Keaton character was a little underdeveloped. I'm also saying all this recognizing Marvel usually has, Marvel is known for cutting things. Uh, I I, just based on the size of this movie and the amount of people involved, I'm assuming there's a lot left out of cutting floor anywhere, probably from 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, And there's going to be hard decisions when you're, have this cast, this big a story, and you're trying to adapt it to a two and a half hour, two hour four minute movie. So I don't want to be overly critical. There were things I liked. The acting was strong. The action was generally good as well. And I thought the story itself was at least the, the overall plot points were strong as well. And, and I liked, liked the story. With all that being said, this is my biggest gripe. And this is an MCU one for anyone who, who hear, who's, listens, no knows I've said this before. The MCU has a problem of making, it seems like the only people who can be villains in their universe now are white males above a certain age. That's totally fine. But it it gets a little boring because then there's no mystery. And when this is a murder mystery and it ends up being one of the two white males and the other white male is also still kind of shading his own right, it just... It was a little boring, and I will say this, spoiler alert again, what I'm alluding to here, Richard Madden, Icarus, who's initially portrayed as the Superman superhero type, ends up being the main villain uh, within the film. He killed Salma Hayek, he's worked with the Deviants to try and throw off the rest of the Eternals long enough for them to awaken Tiamat, who is actually growing within the Earth. And when he births, he will destroy the earth, killing everyone, but thus giving life to a new celestial. Interesting story, but again, and they execute it well. There's still some drama there, but it just was boring that, I hate to say it's boring, but we've seen the evil Superman type multiple times. Um, There was, I'm blanking on the name, but there was 
the James Gunn produced film about the the childlike Superman who has superpowers. We've seen it on um, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Evil Superman was a huge tenet of the recent Zack Snyder Justice League films. We've seen it. So just to reuse that stereotype or that archetype here, and again, to have it be the white male for like the 10th movie in a row was just very boring. I Just from a standpoint, they had this great film and then they still like managed to ruin somewhat ruin the mystery by making it the one character who you'd guess off based off of every single Marvel film you've seen. So I'm not doing a great job here. I feel like I've come off as overly critical. Um, but I, you mentioned me, you heard me mention this before. Critics gave it a 48% or 47%. And it also, it, it's only a 386 million on a $200 million budget. That $386 million is more than Black Widow made at the office, but less than Black Widow made um, if you also count the Disney Plus money. And it's also significantly less than what Shang-Chi has made. It might close that distance, but but it won't surpass Shang-Chi in terms of uh, box office. At least that's my prediction. And so it's really not resonating with the audiences that well. And it's set up for a second film. Um, but to me, if they're gonna, if they're really gonna extend this, I think this needs to either be in someone else's movie, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, maybe Thor, or they need to just extend it in a series. Maybe it's a Loki series, maybe it's their own series. I don't know. But to me, these characters, it's, the actors are great, but this, this is the characters, these world, this world, it's it's not just not quite ready for prime time. And the other thing I mentioned, scale. The fact that you bring them in, they do a good job explaining why they're so powerful, why they haven't shown up before, but it just, again, we just dealt with Thanos and the snap and the reverse snap and all the stuff's been going on. And then you got Wanda and the Darkhold and you got Loki and the time variance. There's just been such an escalation of the, of the threats to world ending, universe ending, reality ending, it just, it's tough. And again, these are these big cosmic characters. You need to have big stakes, but it's just hard. It's like, I felt coming off of the the Infinity Saga, it's wow, you spent all these years building to this massive, massive cosmic threat. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here are the Eternals and they're even bigger than Thanos. It's more dangerous than that. And to me, it just feels lazy. and. my biggest concern is with, I think Marvel so far in Phase 4, I think they're doing their best storytelling in the series, uh, namely Loki and Hawkeye so far. The movies, for me, have been good, not great. And I'm starting to see some issues. That we talk about the Marvel formula. With that formula comes some, some strengths that you can count on each movie, but there are also some drawbacks. And I'm starting to, I feel like now in Phase 4, I'm seeing that formula stressed or strayed further than before. And there's just more cracks than ever. Uh, I mean, the series is great. Overall, Marvel is doing great. The franchise is great. They're doing well. Uh, And there's going to be a natural letdown after the Infinity War saga. And then when you add on COVID, there are a couple things working against the films, which I totally get. Also, just some Marvel fatigue. There's also been growing Marvel resentment, both across critics and overall Hollywood, given how much they've dominated the landscape. So there's some things working against them.
Marvel is currently doing a strategy shift, obviously, with these bringing in new characters and they retire out old characters. So I'll be interested to see. Well, obviously, I'm interested to see how Spider Man does. If it does well, um, I, I think that will give them a little more leeway, especially as they're heading into Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor. Um, some of those more bankable movies are coming up soon. So th- that will at least be a good sign for those films with those built fan bases that they can still reach those high numbers at the box office, put those crooked numbers up. But I'm now going on extensively about Spider-Man and the MCU. This is supposed to be an Eternals podcast. I apologize. All right, bring it back to Eternals. <sighs> Talked about my biggest takeaway from the film was that it should be a TV show. My biggest like was the actual story and my biggest dislike i i mentioned the icarus villain but again i think it works in this story just in the grander scheme of the mcu it's it's more annoying and troublesome so my biggest gripe will actually be that this wasn't told in, as a tv in a tv format that it wasn't told episodically over six or eight episodes i i, I think that's my biggest problem uh, i think that would have done a lot to to cure the other issues that fixed this film or the story. I initially, you know what? I'm gonna stick with my initial score. I'm gonna score this film as like a four out of 10. It, it, it has a lot of good things for it, but ultimately as a film in of itself, it's long and overstuffed. And the story is good, but not, some of the characters are, it's a little, a little uneven. Um, but the big thing I'm dinging it for is just that length I said. It's it, it just very long, and it felt long. And there are certain time, there are several times throughout the film where I, I was just getting bored. And there, there were some exciting moments too, but just it was long. At a four out of ten for me means watch it at home if you're interested, but I don't think it's worth seeing in theaters. That's my takeaway. <sighs> oh, I, I do feel bad saying that. There, there were things to like. There are definitely things to like, but yeah, no. I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. See it if you're interested, um, but you don't really need to because as a Marvel fan, I think you could just totally excise this movie from the MCU at this point, and it really wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't change anything. That might change with future movies, but uh, that's how I feel right now. Okay, we've gone on enough. It's been great talking with you guys. The Eternals, 2021, Marvel. And say skip it. Talk to you guys later. Peace.